Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers, the Boston Bruins, the Oilers home opener tonight. It'll be Cam Talbot with a record of 2-2, two and two, a 3.01 goals against average, and an 8.95 save percentage so far this year against Yaroslav Halak. Halak last year with the Islanders went 20-26-6 with a 3.19 goals against average and a 9.08 SVP. He has been stellar so far this year, 2-0, a minuscule 1.18 goals against average and a 9.61 SVP. 452 career appearances, and he's at 916. And against the Oilers, he's been lights out. 9-3-2, a 2.05 goals against average, and a 9-13 save percentage. Guests on the show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 99.90, Jasper Avenue, Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. And uh, speaking of uh, texts, we are going to get to a few of them here momentarily. Brendan Escott is back at the station as well. We're going to have Connor McDavid coming up as well as Louis DeBrusque. Um, But uh, just before we get to the one and only Louis DeBrusque. This text comes in out of Vermillion. Bob, great news, giving Yessa Pogliarvi more time in the second line. Even though the power play has three markers already, I think he should get a chance there as well. The uh, first and third power play uh, goals were off two brilliant rushes by Connor and not off of offensive zones possession, so it still is a sign that the team needs to improve there. While the owners actually are uh, currently fourth in the NHL in power play percentage. 33.3%, so they're off to a pretty good start. We are only four games in uh, to the uh, season. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, where is Studio 99, and can the public uh, get to it? It is on Level 5 here at Rogers Place in the old Curve location, and yes, the public can get to it. Okay. I highly recommend looking at, uh, just type up Studio 99, Rogers Place, uh, reservations and that sort of thing, because I know some people were taking a look at that last night. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Now, email us, OrdersNow, 630 chedcom 
Bob, you should also uh, mention that the New Jersey Devils still undefeated in relation to the Oilers having a tough schedule to start the year. Yeah, New Jersey looks good. They're playing with pace, maximizing, uh, getting the most out of their teams. I know there was an extensive piece written on NHL.com. I forget who wrote it over the course of the last few days on that regard. Uh, Louis DeBrasque, uh, and full disclosure here, Louis' son Jake is in town, so uh, instead of doing a uh, a live hit at 12.37 over the phone, we pre-taped this interview during the Oilers' optional skate today. Here it is. Well, Louis, for the second time in less than a week, the uh, Edmonton Oilers play the Boston Bruins, but the uh, scenario is a little bit different here. Uh, the Bruins coming off the second on the back-to-back, but more importantly, from an Edmonton-centric perspective, the Oilers coming back from a 4-1 deficit in Winnipeg. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, coming back on a high note to the home opener, the last team to play their home opener in the league this year because of the start over in Europe. Just a, you know, a feel-good comeback game for the Oilers against the Winnipeg Jets where I thought they really started to buckle down and win battles and were a different team in the second half of the game and really took it to a very good hockey club. Uh, there's a lot of good things to build on there, and I think that that was the type of game that this team needed to uh, to get them thinking in the right direction. I mean, listen, that was a, a tough start for them the other night. The Winnipeg Jets came out, but they didn't give up. They kept the, the lines rolling. Todd McCullough made a couple of changes in the lineup um, due to one injury to, to Drake Kajula, but also to try and spark something in the offense, get something going, and you know what? It worked, and they can carry that forward into their first uh, game at home here, the big home opener. All right, so... Uh you're back doing, and you did a fair amount of other games last year on Saturdays, but you're doing more on a uh, basis this season and sort of the midweek games. Connor McDavid. I mean, special man, isn't it, watching that guy? You know what? You, you kind of pinch yourself every time because you're. I feel very fortunate to be able to see the games that I do see that he plays in. It's, it's, it's remarkable what he does out there. And You know, listen, he's gained the respect of the league already. There's no question. You don't, you don't have back-to-back Art Ross trophies without making some noise in the league. I mean, everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows what he's about. But even so, it's it's amazing that he still does the things that he does. People try and come up with systems and plans to try and shut him down. They try and put people on him. And he still finds a way to generate a ton of offense. And that, that to me, is just the most remarkable thing about him is that He'll systematically go through a game, and you know you'll see him kind of test the waters a little bit early on with his speed, with his you know driving wide. Then you'll see him stop up a couple times. He's getting really good at changing up things that he does to really keep the defense guessing, to keep the opposition guessing. And you know what? You can tell the team seems to go when he goes. When he's starting to go, and he starts getting his feet moving and rolling, which is almost every night, um, the team really wants to jump on that 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 wagon and go. And that and that's a good sign. You know, a good sign that a young player is leading the way by example. And, and guys want to follow. All right. Uh, Seth's obviously a record that he's not even very happy with because he, <laughs> he wants yeah. to see some other guys going here. We did see a little connectivity. Uh, yes, the pull your army. I don't know if his ears perked up like a horse. Hey, okay, now i got a chance to do something. But uh, he got some shifts with Leon Drysaddle. And pull your is a bit of an enigma, but the Oilers need something on that guy, don't they? They do. Um, you know what? He... Uh, he wants more, and that's a good thing. For a young player, you always want to play more. You always want to play you know, up the lineup if you want to call up. And, and, and here's the thing. The two best centermen right now on this team are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is playing with him, but for Jesse Pugliarvi, he gets excited when he plays with a Leon Dreisaitl. He gets excited when he gets out on the ice with a Connor McDavid. And that's the way it should be. As a young player, you look up to those guys, and you want to play with the talented players. Now, Pugliarvi, in my opinion, has come in this year and is a totally different player. He's, he's leaner. He's faster. He's 
seems more hungry. But you know what? He's got to help himself, too. He's got to play that style of game. And in, in the game versus Winnipeg, I don't know if you remember the one pick of the pocket that he had yep, and he drove it to yep. the net. That kind of seemed to, to get him going in the game. Um, you can't allow the circumstances in the game. It doesn't matter who you're playing with. If you're a young guy, you have to go out there and do what you do best. You have to go out there and make sure that the coach sees you working your hardest, doing the little things, winning the battles. And this is a, a big human being we're talking about here. This kid is really tall. He's lanky. But he's going to learn to use that size a little more efficiently in the National Hockey League. And when he does, I think he's going to be even more dangerous. But a good, you know what? A, a good feel-good story for him, too. He gets bumped up in the lineup, and guess what? He produces. So it looks like he's going to stay on that line with Leon Dreisaitl. And, and that's, you know, a real perk and a feather in his cap. And guess what? He's going to want to be really motivated to stay on that line. And that's what you want to see from young guys. We're joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Louis DeBrusque, working on the Oilers broadcast, joins us every Thursday here in Oilers. Now, you spoke about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They ended up giving him that fourth assist, so four assists against the Winnipeg Jets, up to six points uh, over the last couple of games. 22 minutes a game. He's playing more right now than he's ever played in his career. You know what? I think the confidence is flowing in him, and I think that's the most important thing is that you know, for, for Nugent Hopkins, listen, he came into the league, he was thrown right into the fire, so to speak, in the sense that he was the top guy, and the opposition was trying to shut him down. I remember years ago, Ralph Kruger telling me they were trying to get matchups away from the kid, from, from Nugent Hopkins, and they couldn't. They could not get matchups away from him, because the other team knew right away, this kid is good, and if we give him time and space, he's going to make plays, and he's, he's going to put up some points. So... Up against the Edmonton Oilers, he was the top matchup. Right now, though, he's got a couple other guys in McDavid, Dreisaitl, that now are starting to get those matchups, take a little bit of that away, and he's shown that he can really be effective on wing. And, and that's, that's a real good sign that he can play both center and wing. He became a real good two-way centerman. Now he can play wing. That's just another thing that he can go out there and do and shows that he's really versatile. When pucks start to go in for you, when you start to feel it, um, listen, this was an offensive guy in junior. This was a guy that was drafted first overall for a reason. Has an offensive mindset. He loves to put up points. You can see the excitement in him when he, when he does put up points. And I think as the confidence grows and these points start to go in, um, he's developed a real nice chemistry with uh, Connor McDavid. I think, you know, you, you can't, you know, just throw someone up there and uh, have better success than what I think he's had. I think he's done a great job on that line. Louie, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What would you do with Matt Benning right now? Well, you know what? Here's the other thing, too. It's I broke down the play the other night with Matt Benning on that, the, the goal by Adam Lowry where he came out of the corner. Now, here's the thing. It was the pick into Dreisaitl, and Benning was on his man taking him to the corner. Um, but here's the thing, and, and, you know, I broke this down again. It's one, it's man on man, and you want to take your man, you want to be aggressive on your man. I think right now, Matt Benning and a lot of other players, especially early in that game, were so concerned with having their guy and not making a mistake that they weren't thinking outside the box. Matt Benning plays the best when he's just freewheeling, when he's free-spirited and he's playing the game and he's thinking on his toes. And sometimes when, especially when you're in a healthy scratch, I've been in the situation, you start to think a little bit too much about things instead of just going out there and playing. It's easy easy to say, Bob. Yep. It's really hard to do. So right now, I would probably talk with him and say, listen, you need to just loosen up a bit and go out there and play the game. He, he plays better when he plays with an edge. He's one of the, you know, one of the better hitters on this team. You know, it's, it's one of those silent yep. guys that steps up and bangs bodies. And, you know, why don't you see that? You don't see that because you start to keep your feet still when you're thinking too much. When he's playing free and he's moving his feet, he gets those big hits because he goes for those big hits. Um, 
Defense is a really difficult position, and there's been a lot of mistakes made early in this year by a lot of defensemen on this team. Every single guy has made mistakes, so I'm not going to pick up Matt Benning and say, you know, Matt Benning's the reason. It's just an another, it's another step in the development of a player that he's going to have to take. He's going to have to learn when times like this are happening, when maybe he's just not feeling right. Um, then, you know what, you've got to dial it in and be that much more dialed into what you have to do. Keep it really simple. But in the, in the sense of saying that, though, I, I, I try and say it to every young guy that I talk to, at this level, if you're thinking too much, and I know that seems like a contradiction, but if you're thinking too much, you're going to get burned. You have to just let your natural instincts take over sometimes. And, for example, on that play there, the dangerous guy was Adam Lowry coming out of the corner. It was the same thing with Darnell Nurse in the first game against New Jersey. The dangerous guy was Paul Mary coming out of the corner. It wasn't the guy you had in the corner. It was the guy that now has the puck and has a free lane to the net. Everybody on this team, the Oilers, can learn to, to dig into that a little bit and, and be a little better in the defensive zone. We are joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Louis DeBras, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Louis, i got to ask you a question, and it's a tough question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Again? Okay. How, how difficult is it? You've done one game now with Jake playing. How difficult is it to broadcast a game where you're the Oilers analyst and your son's playing on the other team? I can't you know, uh, unfortunately for me, Hudson's not going to be able to overcome my genetics and play in the National <laughs> Hockey League. But seriously, how hard is that? You know what? I, I look at it the other way, and it's an enjoyable experience. But I will tell you this. There are the odd times that I do find myself focusing on my kid when he's on the ice. Um, but that's okay. You know what? I'm watching the game, and I, I'm moving from player to player all the time when I'm watching a game, and especially when I'm up in the press box, which I was in Boston. I found the first game I did last year against uh, the Canucks when I was in Vancouver. It was, uh, you know what? I was just so pumped for him to be there, and I was excited to see him at that level, at that pace. Tonight, you know, again, I'm just excited to see him play a game against a team that he watched growing up. You know, this is the, Eb the Edmonton Oilers. He's, he was a fan of this team. He grew up watching them. I played for them. So this is a real special moment for him. It always will be coming back to Edmonton and I'm just happy for him that he's uh, in the NHL right now playing and I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him quietly and just hoping for a good game. One final question for you Louie. We just had a stretch where we had 17 out of 18 days live on the road okay and I just wanted to speak to the unsung heroes that are with it because you know you're a longtime NHL player the trainers, the equipment guys, the medical people, the team services guy, the PR guy Right? I mean, those, those people, they're behind the scenes, they're facilitating things, making things. 17 out of 18 days on the road, we, we focus so much on the coaches and the players, but these guys are a special part of things, aren't they? They're what make it tick. You know, there's no question. I mean, when you look at it, we have the easiest job in the world as broadcasters and the players. You know, when I was a player, it was the same way. We just showed up on time and did what we had to do. And we had everybody behind the scenes making sure that everything was right so that we could go and do that. And it's no different for you and I now being in the broadcast world. We show up on time and there's people behind the scenes that are making things right. So um, you can never have a start like that and travel the way they do and have the, the, the adventures that they have without people knowing what they're doing to set things up. So there's always people behind and you're right. They, they deserve a big hand in this. Um, what a really a Strange, as Todd McClellan said, start to the season, but an amazing start to the season. One that I don't think these players will forget. I, I know sometimes right now you're in the heat of the battle. It's the start of the year. You were down, and you, you had to win a couple games to get back to 2-2. Two and two. But you're going to look back on this and say, you know, that was a kind of a really cool experience to do that early in, in the career. For a guy like Evan Bouchard, for instance, who played his first game over in Sweden. There's not too many guys that can say they played their first NHL game over in Sweden. I mean, that's pretty cool. 
You know, when you think about that. But again, for a young player like that, that's a big adjustment for him. A training camp in your first camp is hard enough as it is. Look at what he had to endure over the last little while. And I spoke to Manny Viveros about that, and he said, you know, he's just a young kid that's trying to get his feet going. And But yes, there's so many people behind the scenes that make this happen, and there always is. Um, they're the greatest guys in the game. That is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chloe DeRoss from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We'll go to break. This is Oilers Now. Thanks, Connor. We'll be hearing a little bit later on uh, from Connor McDavid. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. It's 12.52 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. It is a, a game night uh, season opening home game for the 2-2 two and two Edmonton Oilers. Want to tell you uh, here at Rogers Place, and again uh, also Studio 99, uh, your opportunity to come on down, and we'll have the City Ford Face-Off show tonight. Uh, Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself, and a couple uh, special guests, including one that we don't hear from very often. So, just for what it's worth. And by the way, yeah, I was pretty cool having Wayne Gretzky on orders now yesterday as well. Hey, uh, we do these orders now road trips. I know we had 67 people. Over in Germany and Sweden, they had an absolute kicker. It was an awesome time. We did three or four events around those uh, around that trip. Uh, you can book now with New West Travel. Oilers fans, you can join Oilers now on two roadies coming up, one in Nashville and one to Vegas. Anybody ever remember the band Crash Vegas, by the way? They had it going on in the early 1990s. Anyways, uh, Nashville and Vegas, a chance to see the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. These Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport as well. Limited space to get on these trips to see in uh, the Oilers play in Vegas and Nashville. For the Oilers now, roadies. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Again, we'll hear from Connor McDavid coming up in the second hour of the show as well as Brian Burke. Brian Burke's appearances brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. This text comes in out of Red Deer. Bob, Louis DeBrusque is a class act. Love him. That's the text that rolled in here. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to bring Brendan Escott into uh, the show back in the studio. I, the, the, you know, I asked two different topics, and we got about two minutes here, Brendan. Number one, uh, just how difficult it would be to broadcast a game 
when the team that you're doing color for, a team that you played for for a long time, the Edmonton Oilers, is playing against your son's team with Boston. I mean, obviously I'm working the, the radio broadcasts, uh, but I got a lot of positive feedback from my friends after the game. Man, Louie did a terrific job, and uh, that that's a pretty uh, challenging scenario, isn't it? To be honest with you, Bob, I didn't even know that that was the first time that he'd done it. And uh, and I was thinking to myself watching that game, he is he's unbelievable. What stood out to me is that he'd have to really think every time about calling him DeBrusque and not Jake, even though he flip-flopped a little bit from that. But uh, just hearing him just call him as if he was another player I thought was uh, was a fantastic thing. And Did we not have this between Ray and Landon Ferraro uh, yeah. not that long ago? Yeah, about three years ago. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's obviously, it's going to become more of the norm, I think, as some of the second generation talent continues to flood into the league. And and I'd imagine some of these uh, these guys who played before are going to find themselves in the color roles because that's typically what they do in, yeah. in retirement, right? So we'll see it more and more. But as far as Louie goes, yeah, I can't say enough about how uh, how flawless he made that sound. Well, it's funny, right? And by the way uh the family the uh uh jake's grandfather has requested to go with the pronunciation debrusque i've called louis debrusque louis debrusque for 25 years it's gonna be a hard one for me to change i know jack was trying to uh change it during the broadcast again based on a family request and we were getting feedback from people on twitter what do you guys don't even know the guy's pronunciation so debrusque debrusque uh anyhow uh to debrief on that away we go and uh one more uh, quick one you know i i don't know how much you've traveled with teams uh, but I know from the days when I did the Golden Bears hockey and football, especially with hockey, uh, you know, when I when I did the Bears games, everybody chipped in unloading and unloading equipment, uh, you know, because we would have basically one trainer and one therapist with us, uh, the fifth year guys, the first year guys, uh, and and I cannot reiterate. I, I put a tweet out last night and Louis commented on it as as well uh, with me today, just in terms of the importance of the people sort of behind the scenes, the equipment guys. Trainers, therapists, uh, medical staff, uh, the team services person. I mean, you know, on a, when you're on the road for 17 out of 18 days, you got a lot of questions coming in. The PR guy getting people, you know, Swedish media, uh, German media, European media. Then you come back into Canada, you're in New York, you're in Boston. Those guys got pushed, and they did a terrific job for us over the course of that stretch uh, for three weeks. And some people say, ah, come on, quit, you know. I can't underscore the importance of those uh, roles when you're around a team on a day-to-day basis. And one of the adjustments for me was, you know, Bob, we, we have people that actually load and unload the equipment because when I did the U of A, it was – it, it, put it this way, it wasn't expected, but if you want to be part of a winning organization, you know, guys chipped in. That's just kind of how it is. And at the NHL level, it's a little bit more segregated, but it doesn't mean that people don't appreciate uh, those sort of unsung – uh, roles that those guys uh, fulfill for an organization as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Belt, Brian Burke at 105. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.